it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every day at 11 a.m. on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion Podcast and Jacksonville's Morning News Interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes or Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. A new breed of talk. You can't stop Donald Trump by yelling and screaming. His voice is your voice. Cindy from Jacksonville. Good morning, and thanks for calling the Mark K Show. David joins us from Ponte Vedra. Claudia in St. Augustine. This is the Mark K Show. Well, remember that guy that ran through the store with the gator looking for beer? Got beer still? Going out, are you? Is he taking the last bit of beer? Yeah, they caught him. Uh, he's been arrested. He uh, and his buddy <laughs> were arrested by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. There's something you don't hear every day. Uh, unlawful use of an alligator, unlawful possession of an American alligator, cruelty to animals, a couple other misdemeanors. This is, a, this is the weirdest story ever, man. It's been like three days since this thing happened. And they finally charged him and they arrested him. And the guy's name, this is also weird. The guy's name is Robert Timothy Barr. However, he also is known as Robbie Stratton. This guy has an alias. This guy has an alias, I, which is, I don't know if it's like a nickname, in which case it's a really weird nickname. Uh, but for whatever reason, he goes by two names. And I didn't, I, I thought just superheroes and, you know, like career criminals did that. I wonder if he has a, a drawer full of, uh, you know, was it in, in the uh, in the Born identity when he opened up the, the lockbox? And, uh, well, I sound like Al Gore. When he opened up the uh, safety deposit box in Switzerland, he had like 19 different passports from all different countries and stacks of cash. I wonder if that's what his life's like. I wonder if Robbie Stratton is like is that kind of guy, a.k.a. Robert Timothy Barr. He was also arrested with his buddy Kevin Scott Keenum, who, as far as I know, just has... The one name, which is kind of this is so weird. I, I mean, I don't know if they're going to if they're going to, you know, dig deeper and find that this guy's involved in some other, you know, alligator, you know, possession ring here in Florida. But but it's been it's been crazy. And, you know, he, he says the same thing. He says it's just stupid. And he goes, yeah, it was stupid. It was dumb. We play that clip um, ad nauseum now. But it, it's so funny. I guarantee everybody who's making fun of this guy has done something equally as stupid and either has gotten caught or has not gotten caught. Uh, when I was, you know, I remember when I was in college, one of the big things to do, because I was in a fraternity and we hated all the other fraternities and they all hated us. And one of the big things we would do is we would like basically break into their their houses and steal stuff. And one day. Uh, I probably shouldn't admit that. Well, I guess the statute of limitations is done. One day we had the microwave in our in our fraternity house broke. And rather than go buy another one, we waited till like two in the morning. We went down to another house, uh, broke in and stole their microwave and brought it right up <laughs> to ours and set, and, and set it right down. So if anyone, you know, if, if they'd ever reported it stolen, which I don't even know if they did, they would have been able to find it. In hindsight, maybe not the smartest thing we should have done. You know, maybe maybe petty larceny is not and I'm not and I'm not suggesting anybody out there should steal from their from their enemies, you know, whenever uh, a, uh, an appliance goes out, um, you know, especially one as, as uh, expensive as, as the microwave, because they had a really nice one. That was the other thing, too, man. They were definitely I was in like the blue collar uh, misfit fraternity, but they were they were one of the upscale country club type fraternities. And they had I'm mean, no joke. Their microwave was gourmet. It was it totally looked out of place in our hellhole where we live, too. Um, but, man, it did. Uh, it warmed up hot dogs in like 10 seconds. It was amazing. 
It was really, really, those were some good times. Uh, anyway, so Robbie Stratton, a.k.a. Uh, Timothy Barr, has now been arrested for this illegal uh, possession of an alligator. And we're going to follow this story. I don't You know what's going to happen now is we're going to go to the trial phase, just like Paul Manafort. They're going to they're gonna pick a jury. I guess not. It's just a misdemeanor. So uh, we'll see what happens. 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045. If you've ever done anything that in hindsight was just stupid, if you got busted for it too, uh, by all means, <laughs> give us a call and let us know about that. And we're not talking like high crime. I don't want like high crimes. Like, yeah, one time I killed a guy. You know, I don't want, no, that's not what we're looking for. But like, if maybe one time you stole your uncle's car and wrecked it and he called the cops and you spent a couple nights in jail or, you know, maybe one time you, uh, you got into a fight with somebody or you, you called a cop a bad name. I had a good friend who was drunk. <laughs> okay, I have a lot of good friends who were drunk one time and, uh, and you know, he was screaming and yelling and, and he called a cop a not so nice name. And, uh, you know, and he got to see the inside of a, of a prison cell for a little while too. But that, and that just, and you know, if you talk to him now, he's like, oh, that was just, that was just stupid. I, I shouldn't have done that. And, and, you know, eventually these things are expunged from your record. If it's not a, if it's not a felony, if you don't do hard time, I think eventually, you know, although I don't know, maybe what's going to happen to Robert Timothy Barr is that 10 years down the road, he's going to go apply for a job and he's going to have to write down on there. Yes, I once was busted for, um, uh, you know, unlawful possession of an American alligator. Uh, yes, I was the guy that ran through the store with the alligator looking for beer. Uh, although, you know, in some places that may actually be that may, you know, that fame may help him. Y'all got beer still? Y'all ain't out, are y'all? Is he taking the last bit of beer? I know if we were looking for somebody to hire, that would be I would be excited by that. If he showed up and he was like, hey, I'm the guy that did that. I'd say, oh, we could definitely find a place for you. You could be some kind of correspondent. You know, we could have you cover Gator games. <laughs> you know, we could do something with you. We could have you cover uh, we have you go down to the prison and and cover, um, you know, whatever whatever's going on there with the uh, you know, with the, uh, you know, the I don't know, the courthouse. Uh, eight three four oh one oh four five is the number three four oh. 1045 is a number. Well, just know, though, if you were concerned for the gate, like if you're a gator and you were concerned for your safety, just know that uh, these guys are off the streets, so you don't have to worry about it. Because I know for the last past couple of days, a lot of, uh, lot of anxiety in the gator community. They were afraid to go out, afraid to go to the store. They didn't want to get uh, lifted up by this dude. But don't worry, he's in, he's in custody now. Um, so you shouldn't have any. Shouldn't have any issues. Also, this is exciting news. This is really exciting news. Donald Trump, I just saw this. It was just posted. His approval rating, get this, is at 50%. The uh, the Rasmussen poll for today, 50% approval rating for Donald Trump. There's a lot about this story that is crazy. First of all, who'd have thunk that Donald Trump's approval rating would keep going up, especially after all of these horrible things we read about separating children at the border, about all these horrible things we read about his meeting with Putin and Helsinki, about all these horrible things we're reading constantly about how he's going to be impeached. And, you know, and people are hacking away at his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, how all the Democrats, you know, we're hearing that the Democrats are going to come in and sweep. They're going to sweep out all of the, the, you know, the Senate and the Congress. We've been hearing about how horrible his Supreme Court nominee uh, nomination is, how Paul Manafort's on trial, you know, how how the Russian collusion, yada, yada, yada. And his his poll numbers are at 50 percent. And that's likely voters. 
That's not just Republicans. That's likely voters. And if you know one thing, it's that there are, or if we, you know, we talk about anything, it's that there are more Democrats in this country than there are Republicans. So the fact that this thing is even at 50 percent is an, I mean, it's a ridiculous anomaly. When you see that half the people in this country, a country where there are a majority of Democrats, are going to vote for Donald Trump or support Donald Trump, approve of what Donald Trump is doing, you can only imagine that that's going to that's going to turn into some kind of some kind of ridiculous election result uh, in 2020. And when you look at where President Barack Obama was, he was five percentage points lower, 45 percent. Um, at the same time in his presidency. The weirdest thing about this, too, is where the support's coming from, because the support is coming from a very unlikely source, and that is Hispanics. The Washington Times reports that Hispanics may be shifting their allegiances to President Trump. There's a new poll from Harvard, Harvard-Harris poll. They recorded a 10-point spike in Hispanic support of of uh, Mr. Trump. It hasn't received much attention from the mainstream media, of course, but coming in the midst of the nationwide controversy over children and families at the U.S.-Mexico border, it suggests that Hispanics may not be entrenching themselves in the liberal voting constituency that the Democrats hope for and often direct all of their policies toward. And that's especially important in a in a heavily Hispanic and, and battleground state like the one we all live in, like this one right here in Florida. And it's great news for any Republican in Florida, not just Donald Trump, but Rick Scott, who's vying for that very important Senate seat. So we can finally get rid of Bill Nelson after all these years for Ron DeSantis, who's looking to be the next governor. And it really just I mean, painting himself as the mini Trump. If you watch any of these ads that Ron DeSantis is throwing up there with his wife and his kids where they're building the wall, where they're reading, you know, before bedtime, they read the art of the deal to their children. <laughs> and he's you're fired, which I don't remember that part from the book, but, you know, whatever. Uh, he's painting himself as the mini Trump. Donald Trump sweeps into Tampa for a huge rally. Don't think it's going to be the last time he's here either. Don't think he's not going to come back to Jacksonville. Don't think he's not going to hit Orlando. And now with these with these new poll numbers at 50 percent. And now when you see that uh, when you see that Donald Trump is is growing with Hispanic numbers, don't think he's not going to take a trip down to Miami. All right. All of these things potentially could happen. So really interesting news for the Republicans that they're getting support from the one segment of the population that the Democrats are trying to, to paint as Donald Trump's biggest victims. 340-1045. We're going to have more on that coming up here in just a minute. But apparently we have a bunch of people on the line who would like to admit the stupid things that they've done. Oh, and Dwayne's upset that the alligator guy was arrested. All right, we're going to start off with him in just a minute. This is the Mark K Show, 340-1045. We'll be right back. I just want to say I love me some Mark K. Indeed. Thanks, bro. I love you, too. Uh, 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045. When a guy on the line, he was very upset that the um, that the drunken alligator beer guy was arrested. Oh, that beer still going out, are you? Is he taking the last bit of beer? 
Robert Timothy Barr, a.k.a. Robbie Stratton. This is, I mean, who knew this guy had an also known as? But he has two names. I, I didn't know a lot of people on the West Side had two names. Um, but apparently this, I mean, this could go deeper. And so uh, was one dude, he couldn't hang on for whatever reason. Dwayne, he said he was upset because, uh, hey, everyone plays with alligators when they're kids in Florida, right? This guy, so what? So this guy's just a big kid at heart. But everybody plays with alligators. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I played with Lego and G.I. Joe myself. But, you know, sometimes in, in Florida, the alligators just as good. Uh, 3401045. Not everybody is perfect. In fact, a lot of us do dumb things when we're kids. And Rocky is one of those people. Uh, Rocky's in Jacksonville. Thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show, Rocky. What was it you did that you look back and go, man, that was stupid. I probably shouldn't have done that. Uh, am I online right now? Am I on online? Yeah, you're here now. You are. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been listening to you for a while, man. Uh, I'm glad this happened. So I was 16, and uh, I printed money. I printed counterfeit money uh, when I was 16. What happened was I got kicked out of school. I lost my job, you know, little 16-kid stuff. And I started printing money in my basement, my parents' basement. And it actually ended up being a pretty good job. So I was... Uh, talking around with my friends, and I gave them some of that money, and they went out and, and, and spent it, and it worked. So, you know, we did a whole operation for about a month or two. And then uh, one of my friends got caught. Obviously, he snitched on me. And uh, since he snitched on me, and then they found out that I, I was, like, the head chief or whatever, so they got me. Uh, you know, I served a little bit, but I was 16, so I was just a kid. They let me go pretty easy. Uh, Wait, hold- but yeah, I mean... You pr- you printed money for several months in your basement, and it was convincing enough that you could you oh, could yeah. sell it and spend it. Yeah, it was it was very easy actually. I mean, uh, the ink pen test uh, worked on my money, so that was that was the best part of it. That's why uh, the Secret Service was uh, kind of impressed. Wow, what do you do now? Uh, I'm a I'm an auto repair uh, guy. I, I buy <laughs> cars and I own a tire shop oh. here in Jacksonville. All right, cool, man. Hey, well, listen, Rocky, thanks so much for saying that's who knew we had like counterfeiters, teenage counterfeiters here in Jacksonville. That's, you know, and they say they say that kids are, are you know, that they have no ambition. That's a 16 year old dude right there. Gets fired from his job, starts his own business, printing money in his parents' basement. And, uh, and you know, it does a really good job. I mean, if you can pass the ink test, you know, when they when they take that little looks like a highlighter or whatever and they and they and they swipe it, if that if you can clear that. I mean, that's some skill right there. Eric is in Jacksonville. Eric, thanks for calling the Marquee Show. Uh, how are you? What dumb thing did you do long ago? Well, back when I lived up in Jersey, um, back in the 80s, <laughs> I bought this blowgun from the back of the Soldier Fortune magazine. I figured, no oh, big yeah. deal. They, they sell it in a magazine. Well, we used to shoot, like, wire nuts at beer and soda cans, and we'd get pretty good at it. It came apart in two parts. I threw it in the back seat of my car and went on my way. Well, I guess I was speeding and I got pulled over and being in New Jersey where plastic straws are about to be illegal, I got charged right. with possession of a deadly weapon. Because you had a blowgun. Uh, it got thrown out, but $2,000 in legal fees later, um, it was a Man. stupid thing. And they were nice enough to put a sticker on it that said, survival weapon, not a toy. <laughs> oh. That's crazy. Hey, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. You know, a lot of stories like this happen with back when I lived in New Jersey. 
which is, <laughs> I mean, I think everyone in New Jersey has a, has a criminal record. And I don't think it's because they're bad people. I think it's, it's just because they have so many, so many, you know, ridiculous laws. The blowgun out of the back of the Soldier of Fortune magazine. Man, I used to love Soldier of Fortune magazine. I never ordered anything, but thank God I never did. Thank God I never did because, you know, I, I would have a record. Uh, 340-1045. Did you ever get arrested for something stupid like carrying an alligator into a grocery store when you were looking for beer or buying a blowgun or counterfeiting cash in your parents' basement? <laughs> it's like it's like true criminal confessions. 340-1045. This is the Mark K Show. We got more of your phone calls next. We got guys just stealing alligators, dudes in Texas stealing sharks. I mean, come on, what is this? 340-1045 is the number, 340-1045. But, you know, this is exciting, though, because this guy, this guy, you know, he admitted he got arrested. Timothy Barr, a.k.a. Robbie Stratton, he's the alligator guy. He's the guy that ran into the beer store, the convenience store, running, you know, with the alligator under his arm. Oh, got beer, still. Oh, got beer. Going out, are you? Is he taking the last bit of beer? By the way, what convenience store runs out of beer? I mean, I've, I've, I've never been to a convenience store. Walked in. I mean, they have. They may not have the beer that you want, but just just that to just be blatantly out of beer. I don't think that I don't think that ever happened. And if it does, that's not a good. That's not a convenience store that's going to be around a lot longer. But he said, "Look, I was it was stupid. It was a dumb thing. You know, you get drunk, you're young, you do some dumb things, and maybe I wish I hadn't done it. Especially now that I've been arrested for um, for misdemeanor." What was it? It was misdemeanor illegal possession of an American alligator, which is good thing it wasn't a Russian alligator because then he would have had all kinds of uh, there would have been like a probe. You know, Mueller would have been and it would have been a whole different, a whole different colluding with uh, with Russian alligators is a horrible thing. Three, four, oh, one, oh, four, five. We've got Eric on the line. Eric has also done something stupid when he was little. Eric, thanks so much for calling the Mark K show. What do you want to say? Hey, Mark. Mark, I actually was kind of concerned calling because of what I do, but I, I thought it was so long ago. But my name is Eric Petroni, and since this is a Jacksonville mm-hmm. right radio show, you probably see Never Quit stickers on the back of vehicles, or you maybe some of you listening run in the Never Quit run down at Jacksonville Beach. But I grew up in the American yeah, Canal Zone, and where my dad was a uh, naval commander and then a, a top Panama Canal pilot. And Fort Sherman, where many of you may know, and this is the, the Canal Zone that Jimmy Carter illegally gave away, but... Fort Sherman had the jungle warfare uh, training school there, and we grew up in the town of Gatun, next to the Gatun Locks. And we would go out to Fort Sherman, and we would raid the supply bunkers. They were actually World War II bunkers that stored all the munitions and all the smoke grenades and flares. And we would load up our trucks full of this stuff. And then when the military would have, they would send guys down, mainly from Bragg, and my dad worked for a seventh group with the special forces. But when they would send all these mm-hmm. guys down to have war games, they didn't know it. But we would be the guys doing the major attacks on them. But we were ruthless. I mean, we just didn't know really what we were doing. But we would shoot the flares directly at them. We would have trip wires. We'd have our smoke grenades. And many times you'd see all the, these American guys tied up with their their boots off and we would then show up later and say man what happened how who attacked they go we don't know we think it was the navy seals and they just they just came in and just demolished us and all it was was us uh, you know 13 14 to 15 year old canal zone kids doing it 
and I, and then it, and then I, <laughs> they should have, they should have recruited you right then and there. <laughs> and then there was, I'll tell you one last funny story. Well, make sure you dump, make sure you dump that. <laughs> hey, thank, thank so we're going to skip that story. I, I appreciate that. But you know, and this is the kind of, I mean, look, some people take alligators and run through the store to buy beer. Other people steal World War II munitions and fire them at our own troops in the Panama Canal region. Everybody has done something stupid uh, at least once, at least once in their in their lives. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you again, Eric. It was a great story. Uh, but we got to, you know, we, we got to watch the language. Uh, James in Jacksonville. Thanks so much for calling, James. How are you? What dumb thing did you do when you were a kid? Hello? Hey, yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Hear okay, me? James, what'd you do when you, you? No, I can hear you loud and clear. Go ahead, tell me what you did. What was okay, your, well, what was your dumb thing? Uh, I'm 67 now, but when I was about 22 or 23, me and my brother and a bunch of my friends went down to New Samana Beach and we surfing and whatever. We were drinking beer. On the way back, they all, I was the kind of guy that they dared to, you know, do stupid stuff. So they said, we're going to stop at the top of the bridge. You're going to jump off and swim over to the shore. And I said, okay. You know, so, so I jumped off the bridge. I did not realize the water was that shallow. Thank God I didn't die. But anyway, I swam over to the other side where they were supposed to meet me in a parking lot. But there's a 14-foot concrete wall there. Right? So mm-hmm. they dropped down a rope so I could tie it around my waist. And the plan is that I could put my hands and feet against the wall and just kind of climb up the wall as they pulled me up with the truck. Well, when I got to the top of the wall, I said, whoa, but my friend who was standing there told my brother, go. I said, no, whoa. Well, they ended up dragging me halfway across the parking lot, shooting me all the pieces. So Were you tied to a car? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. Hey, thanks so much. Thanks so much for. Okay. I guess he was tied to the car, and he said he said whoa, and they said go. Hey, I get it. Hey, th- thanks. Thanks so much for calling. This is uh, Brian in Jacksonville. Brian, thanks for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? Doing great. Thanks, Mark. How are you? Uh, good, Brian. What dumb thing did you do that was similar to uh, carrying an alligator through a uh, convenience store to buy beer? Well, I don't necessarily like to admit this story, but you made a comment earlier about how many stupid stories start with, I grew up in Jersey, so I said, well, you know what? I need to share the story then. So in the summer, you know, it's not oppressively hot, and people in New Jersey drive with their windows down in the summer. So me and my buddies, we used to hang out alongside somewhat major roads and uh, in the evening and hide behind bushes, and then as cars would drive by, we would jump out of the bushes with water guns and aim them at the cars and shoot water on the drivers. And again, when you're not old enough to drive, you think that's funny. Of course, in hindsight, I realize how ridiculous that is. (laughs) Thanks so much for your call. We appreciate it. That's like Eminem, who used to shoot paintballs at cop cars in Detroit. And shooting anything at anybody in Detroit is a bad idea. But shooting a paintball at a cop car, that's definitely... That's definitely up there. Tyler in St. Mary's. Hi, Tyler. Uh, thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? So I um, I was active duty for a while, and I was transferring command. And I had to mm-hmm. go to Norfolk for some training. And while I was transferring, I obviously had my luggage and my sea bags in the back of my truck. I'm going on to Norfolk Naval Station to do some training. And the guy who let me on uh, comes up speeding up behind me in this cop car after he just let me on with his he stopped pull over and 
he starts yelling at me with his gun out and everything, and I'm on a Navy base, I'm in full uniform, and get out of the car, get out of the car. I get out of the car and I, what's in the back of your truck? It's my sea bags. Prove it to me. So I go and I, I at gunpoint, on uniform, you know, on base and everything, and I open up and I show them two sea bags wrapped in a tarp. So I look at the cop and he relaxes and I'm like, what, did you think I had a dead body in the back of my truck? Yes, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> hey, th- thanks so much. Thanks so much for your call. We app- we appreciate it. Well, that wasn't really anything stupid that you did. That was just you know, I was just about that wasn't a uh, that was just a misrepresentation. I mean that you know that's the more the cops' fault that it is than it is you. Three four zero one zero one zero four five is the number. Three four zero one zero four five. When I one of my very first radio jobs, I worked for a radio station, and the host uh, of the morning show I worked for wanted a bus. With his face on it, because he had a really big ego, and you couldn't fit his head just on a regular size vehicle, so he wanted a big bus. And I remember we found this tour bus uh, somewhere online, or you found it at an auction. They got enough money to pay for it. They put his face on the side of the bus, and uh, and we went out to to pick it up, and we realized this, but they didn't deliver the bus, so one of us had to drive this bus back uh, to the radio station, and neither one of us had CDLs at the time, which you required a commercial driver's license. So uh, I volunteered, I was 20-something, I volunteered to drive this bus. And I'm driving the bus, and, you know, I, I put it in gear, and it's got the big air brakes, and it seems to be going fine, no problems whatsoever. And then all of a sudden he goes, well, you know what, we should we should practice driving this bus, because one of us at all times is going to be driving this bus whenever we take it somewhere. So I said, great, where should we go? Well, there was an amphitheater nearby. And he said, let's go to the amphitheater. The parking lot's huge. We can just drive the bus around. We can learn how to, to we'll figure it out. We'll back it up a couple times. We'll parallel park it, whatever you do. And we'll become experts at driving this bus. And I go, fantastic. Well, the entrance to the uh, amphitheater was off of this country road. The entrance before the entrance to the amphitheater was an entrance to a female prison. And lucky me, I misjudged which entrance to drive into, took a left into the women's prison in this massive bus and started driving toward it. All of a sudden, we are surrounded on all ty- on all sides by cops with guns in cars, lights blaring. I slam on the brakes. They start screaming and yelling at me. One of them comes up to the window and starts going, turn around, turn it around. And, and I'm 20 years old. I have no CDL and I'm in a bus with this idiot's face on the side of it. And I remember I just look at the car cop and I go, because uh, it, it was a tour bus. It looked like we could be driving around some kind of band. And I just looked at the cop. I go, is this the amphitheater? And he goes, turn around, get out of here. It's the next driveway over. And then, of course, I had to do a three-point turn in this bus with like 20 cops watching me and no driver's license. Let me, you know, no one ever questioned me, though. They just wanted me out of there. I guess they thought I was, I guess they thought they were afraid it was going to be a prison break and we were just going to load a bunch of female prisoners in the bus and take them. I mean, that would sound, that would be, that'd be fun, but that's not at all. It's not at all what we were going to do. 3401045. We got to take a quick break. If you ever did something stupid, like take an alligator through a store looking for beer, give us a buzz. It's the Mark K show. We'll be right back. This is the Mark K show. My name's Mark K. 3401045. Man, where does the time go when you're talking to people who've done stupid stuff? This is, this is great. Uh, we've got we've got a, a bunch more people who yeah, and it all comes from 
you know, really the quote, it was stupid is the quote. That was the guy, uh, Robbie Stratton, a.k.a. Robert Timothy Barr. They arrested him for that alligator incident on the west side that went viral. I mean, everyone in the nation knows about the guy from Jacksonville who took the alligator into the into the grocery store, the convenience store, rather, to buy some beer. Y'all got beer still? Y'all ain't out, are y'all? Is he taking the last bit of beer? Yeah, he now faces several misdemeanors for illegal possession of an American alligator and cruelty to animals and uh, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, it was stupid. I get it. We've all done stupid stuff, which you guys are proving. 340-1045. Let's go to Jim in Jacksonville. Jim, thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. What dumb thing did you do, Jim? Okay, okay. My, my name is Jim, and, and I'm an idiot. Uh, I was raised in <laughs> South America. My father was an executive with an American firm down there. While we were in Brazil... Uh-huh. During Carnival, which is similar to Mardi Gras here in the United States, we came yeah. across uh, some fireworks, and we decided, oh, we'll set them off in the bathroom, no big deal. Well, these fireworks were a little more than fireworks, and needless to say, we did a significant amount of damage to that bathroom, <laughs> resulting in us having to leave that school with immediate quickness. Oh, no, that's a bum. You know what? That's okay, though, because Ryan Lochte did the same thing after he won a gold medal. He destroyed a bathroom in Brazil, and then they uh, they put him on a they put him on a plane. They were like, you can't be at the Olympics anymore, dude. Hey, thanks so much for the call, Jim. Let's go to John in Jacksonville. John, thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? Hey, Mark. Well, what I have t- numerous idiot stories from my childhood. <laughs> since my daughter's oh, in the car. Um, you ever walk down the train tracks and see how they had the locomotives running on the side tracks? Yeah. Well, me and a couple of my friends decided to climb up on the train and play with the switches and rev the engine up, and we released the brake on it and took the train about a mile down the track, figured out how to stop <laughs> it, got back off of it, and ran. <laughs> you took Well, so you took a train for a ride, and then you just, you just bolted, huh? Yeah, we were 12, 11, 12, didn't realize what that could have actually done at the time but that was one of no, the funnest yeah. things we ever did yeah, great. I mean, Steve, you know, when you when you steal a train, that's definitely. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We we really we really appreciate it. Grand Theft Train. It's a, it's a lesser known video game uh, from Rockstar Game. but that's good. I mean, you know, here's the thing about stealing a train. It's on a track, really. Is it stealing? You're just moving it at that point. It's not like you can pick it up and take it somewhere else. It's got to be on the track. It's easy to find. If a, if a train's sitting at one part of the track and then it disappears, just follow, just walk down a mile and you should, uh, you should find some idiots, uh, riding on it. Hey, thanks, thanks for the call. Let's go to Mac in Jacksonville. Mac, thanks for calling the Marquee Show. How are you? What'd you do that was so stupid? Uh, great, sir. I, uh, when I was a kid, my dad had a Chevy Tahoe and on the back mm-hmm. of the Tahoe is a, uh, water nozzle for the windshield wipe, for the back glass wiper. And, uh, okay. Okay. And anyway, I, I, turned, hear, yeah. I turned it to the I turned it to the side so it would spray like if somebody was walking down the sidewalk, we could spray them when we went by. So <laughs> me, and a, me and a buddy of mine were riding around spraying people, and there was a police officer or a motorcycle cop sitting on his on his motorcycle radaring everybody. So my buddy oh, says, no. "I dare you." So when, when I go by him, I hit the the sprayer, and it sprayed him down. Right. So he jumps, he turns around and chases us down, and. And uh, gets me out of the car and kind of shoved me around a little bit, and uh, you know, gonna take me to jail and all this stuff, threatening me. Well, anyway, he walked around to the other side of the car and got my buddy out and shoved him around and kind of really kind of slapped him. And my buddy says, "I didn't do nothing. Why'd you do that?" And he said, "Because I knew when y'all drove off, you was gonna say, I wish he'd have done that to me.'" 
<laughs> thanks so much for that's i didn't even think of it i didn't even know that you could uh you could go in there and you could convert your your rear windshield wiper fluid uh dongle so that it would spray out i guess that makes sense i need to point it at whatever you want hey thanks so much for the call let's go to zachary in jacksonville zachary thanks so much for calling the mark k show what dumb thing did you do when you were a kid um, when I was about 10 years old, I hooked an electric fence up to our mailbox and uh, fried the mailman, and the Come Georgia on. Bureau of Investigation got involved. Uh, it was pretty embarrassing for my parents, but just got a slap on the wrist and uh, wasn't allowed to mess with any of the mailboxes in the neighborhood. Come on. Hang on. You were 10 years old, and you connected your electric fence to the mailbox, and you electrocuted your mailman. Okay, good. Thanks Thanks so much for the call. Man, you know, I I don't know. I don't know if I were your parent, if I would be impressed that you were able to do it or if I would be upset that you actually that you you actually did. Hey, yeah, you got to be bored. I mean, I've been bored as a kid before. But I've never, I've been bored as an adult. Never before have I been so bored that I decided to uh, to set up the electric fence to the mailbox so that the mailman would get electrocuted. Also, you don't want to mess with the mailman because those important letters from the IRS, they might just not make it to your parents' house when they start coming. Those uh, those checks, those refund checks, you know, you know oh, well, I don't know, refund check? I didn't see one. I didn't see one. Maybe it's because I'm blind in my eye from that electric shock your kid gave me two years ago. <laughs> 340-1045. Anyway, this was, this was fun. You guys are crazy. This is the best thing. I love to hear uh, how idiotic and weird our listeners can be and how many dumb things that uh, we've all done. And like I said, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not immune at all. We've all done stupid things when we were kids. Some of us continue to do it well, like you know, when we're adults, like Robert Timothy Barr, who uh, grabbed an alligator, taped up, its, uh, taped up its nose, and ran through the convenience store looking for beer. Also, I imagine in a lot of these stories, uh, beer was involved as well. That's something that maybe that's something that's something that maybe uh, a lot of people left out of the equations. Three four zero one zero four five. Listen, we got to get out of here tomorrow though. Friday, very exciting. Uh, we're going to be telling you the latest about what's going on with Donald Trump, the campaign here for governor in uh, in Florida, which is starting to heat up. And of course, we will have week in review spelling bee. Uh, stay tuned. Rush Limbaugh and the news is coming up next on News one zero four five WOKV.